Hi everyone, this is Divya, the CEO and founder of Dialogue Room. Welcome again to another episode on Dialogue Now with me, where I speak to business and industry leaders, experts on you know what their businesses are, how they started it up, what was the gap in the industry they may have faced. And today we have a very exciting episode in the sense that it is such an important topic and conversation to talk about on eating right, healthy food, organic food. So, you know, I just want to straight go in and introduce the founder of Nourish Organics, Seema Jindal Jajodia. Thank you so much for being with us here today, Seema, on our podcast. I am super excited to be here with you guys today. Just amazing, guys, on how much we've been able to accomplish even during COVID-19 that I've been able to reach out to people like you, Seema, and you know, being able to get some time to understand what you guys are doing. And I think it's incredible. I mean, I don't think I've taken ever an Indigo flight and not had a Nourish Organics bar ordered. Those are like saviors for me on my Indigo flights. I kid you not. (laughs) That's a really nice thing to hear. Thank you, Divya. So Seema, um, you know, Nourish Organics is such a strong brand name. You know, if you go to food hall, like I said, if you're online, if you're indigo, from your cereals to cookies to snacks to the health bars, it's firstly, it's ready to eat. It's simple. It's easy. Uh, There are a lot of choices. There are a lot of flavors, ingredients. And the biggest thing is it's organic, right? It's actually genuinely good for you. So, you know, 10 years back um, uh, when I started Nourish Organics, uh, that time, uh, organics was not a word which, you know, you heard commonly in India. There was only uh, Dr. Vandana Shiva, uh, who was doing some organic produce and everything. And what led me to uh, searching organic foods in India was um, cancer uh, case, uh, you know, cases in my family, uh, which was my nani and my mossy. And um, the doctor wanted us to give them organic foods. And that led me to understand that, you know, if organic foods are really important for somebody who is uh, battling a disease and, you know, they uh, their health has to improve with this and it will be better for them. The other thing that I, I also realized is that the traffic was increasing. We were traveling a lot. And um, every time I was at an airport or I was stuck in traffic, I would realize that there was nothing healthy that I could grab onto. The only things that I could buy, uh, you know, on the go were chips and uh, really unhealthy namkeens and everything. So so the concept had to be, uh, you know, something on the go, which one can grab on and always have in the bag. Uh, like my son always carries the Nourish Organic uh, seed mix in his car because when he's uh, in between meetings and uh, lunchtime, he's gotten delayed. So instead of having something else, you know, he'll take a little handful of the seeds and uh, have it. And that keeps him going till till he's eating his fresh lunch. So, so that became uh, the driving factor that our lives became... You know, that's why the tagline earlier used to be uh, healthy eating for urban living. Because in the urban scenarios, we really have a fast-paced life. And uh, the other thing with Nourish Organic, which we strive to do, is use sugars uh, which are only coming from fruit. So, which is maybe coming from dates and figs, um, you know, or bananas. 
so or and apple uh, so staying away from refined sugars so so recognizing all of that led me to uh, you know start this and it became a passion uh, which uh, i totally followed till the, till date uh i think uh, such a great uh, personal branding story there is as well because a lot of people don't really believe in what they do and it's so good to know that this came from something so personal and something so positive as well and you know i think uh, our, all of us just got some amazing free health advice as well but thank you so much cuz you're also a blogger right so these things come so naturally to you and uh, i think everyone listening will just like be taking notes like i was at this point <laughs> but uh, going forward seema so of course there was a gap that means in the industry right with organic food in india like um, you know there are a lot of organic farmers in india i think around 800000 organic farmers one of the largest in the world are in india but like you rightly said that they weren't probably using the right uh, you know uh, pesticides or anything or what, what you know the farming concept was still a little old school so that's when organic farming came into being right now sikkim has actually been declared India's first fully organic state i think that's fantastic and now with covid 19 this whole food market i would believe will just go hit two folds you know because everyone wants to eat healthy especially after seeing a virus like this but i think the the other offset to this is seema and correct me if i'm wrong because there are such huge incentives to an industry like this because obviously organic attracts a premium pricing right because uh, it takes longer to produce uh, organic foods the farming concepts are a little bit more tougher than normal farming so a lot of people try and sell products under this umbrella term organic so how do you even deal with such products which are not so genuine and not so organic actually and what should consumers be doing to be careful about it i think what's really important is to see the certifications and uh, uh, over over time you will build trust with the brands that you have been using and uh, that's why it's really important uh, to know who are the people behind the brand and who's doing it doing the product uh, in our new packaging i decided to write uh, my little story behind and there's a signature by me which uh, which really signifies that i am behind my products and i really i'm giving my word for uh, the goodness of it and uh, like we we work very hard to uh, keep this organic name and uh, uh we we try and use as many organic ingredients as possible and our 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 um, manufacturing facility is organically certified and these are these are not things which uh, happen very easily we have regular audits and uh, we have we we actually put in a lot behind it right so over time i think that the consumer understands uh that you know who are the people who are here uh to make a quick buck or or are truly passionate and will not cheat you know behind uh i mean just just to make money and i and i think uh, and i think the taste also is uh, the proof of the pudding is in the eating as they say you know so once you get used to tasting something good and clean then you will choose not to uh, buy uh, things which have artificial flavors in it and everything it it just 
I mean, I can't eat anything which has artificial flavors in it. What you're saying is a well-heeled consumer might already start developing the sort of and identifying what is actually organic versus what is not organic. Absolutely. But tell me this, Seema, like it's, you know, you're working with the farmers and uh, educating the industry at large or the people on organic food is not easy, right? The government has introduced a lot of stringent regulations when it comes to the organic food market in India. And, you know, things like, say, pesticide residue. That's also really a key concern, right? Because it's very difficult to trace in the farming. So do you have to actually work a lot on sort of the, you know, uh, ground level on sort of educating your team members, your uh, the maybe the farmers you work with or the suppliers of your ingredients on, you know, how it's coming and, you know, ensuring that that quality check is there? So initially when I started, that time I was working with some farmers cooperatives and I was buying directly from them. And I saw that they always had challenges regarding certification of their product. Their product was very genuine, but they just didn't have certification because A, they didn't know how to go about it. You know, there were complications and they didn't have the money, you know. So, uh, so we worked a little bit with them. And I was on the board of ICOA, which is an NGO which works... Uh, towards educating farmers and, uh, you know, taking certification to them and helping them get certification. So so we I worked closely with them for almost three to four years. Right. And then I, uh, now we, because the amount of material that we need is quite large now. So we are buying from some other, some vendors who give us certifications. So, uh, so now we, uh, you know, since the business has expanded, uh, we've had to buy directly from these vendors who are sourcing from organic producers. So it's a, it is a process and there are a lot of organizations like ICOA who are working. The government is quite active in it. Like Uttarakhand government is extremely, um, you know, again, uh, you know, proactive in turning the whole state like Sikkim uh, completely organic. And uh, those are, I mean, at least the hills, there is a scope, you know, uh, the mountain states, uh, there is a scope for them to be fully organic because there is already a large number of organic producers. Punjab, Haryana, Uttar Pradesh and all is a different story because of the industrial, the agriculture revolution, you know, they have fed in so much uh, pesticide and fertilizer into the earth that it's going to take years for you know, that uh, trace to also go away, the the soil to revive. And, you know, so the more the produce doesn't happen, instead of thinking that the earth is dying, you know, the soil is actually got nothing left in it. They, they pump in more fertilizer, they pump in more pesticide, you know, and that's why you have these locust attacks and things like that, because, you know, we are really messing with nature. I'm digressing, sorry. No, no, that's completely fine. This is the whole, per, you know, it's creating a dialogue. And, uh, you know, I didn't actually even realize because you're right, when you enter Punjab and all you, there are more factories there, right? The manufacturing industry is big there. And you don't realize that, hey, th- this may not be actually good for f- farming because the soil would not be a good condition. Now that you've brought it out, it seems like such a relatable aspect to uh, organic farming, but it just doesn't hit you, you know, as a person. 
No, it's not even to do anything with the manufacturing units, which could be any factory. But it's to do with the farming itself, you know, that uh, the farmers were encouraged initially. The government gave subsidies. That's what happened in America. That's what happened in UK and pretty much in India that the government gave for, you know, fertilizers and pesticides to the farmers so that more wheat was produced, you know. Amazing. I think this is uh, this is an important point that you brought up, you know, right now. But, uh, you know, I think we're growing slowly and steadily. Right. Uh, I read it on the Invest in India website that India ranks number one in terms of the number of organic producers now just in the numbers game in the world. Right. And it it's actually the ninth in the area of organic agriculture in the world. So that's we're, we're going to a positive step when it comes to organic food. What's really amazing, rather, is that most of this organic produce is exported. Yeah, it is. It is. I read that point too. Like, I think 1.35 million tons is exported. So, uh, you know, definitely a booming industry. And I think, uh, you know, with COVID, it's probably will pick up even more so because a person is now more curious on how to stay and eat healthy as well. So taking from that point now, I actually wanted to dive into this whole aspect of, uh, you know, compared to the West, right? I think organic food, say uh, my brother lives in California, right, Seema? So when I go to San Francisco, um, organic food and eating healthy is almost like a child is brought up with those qualities, right? They all know about it. And honestly, on every grocery store or market or a, a, a vendor selling food or vegetables, it's all organic, right? So I think San Francisco especially is like a haven for all this, you know, it's amazing. Exactly, exactly. It's just fantastic and it's it's and it's yummy it's yummy food like nourish organics when i eat the chocolate bars of nourish organics it gives me that feeling of hey i'm eating a chocolate bar but i know it's healthy so it's not like you need to eat uh, something that you don't like and then go like oh but it's healthy so i have to eat it you don't need to force it right because yeah so no no compromise on taste you don't have to compromise on taste exactly but you know in india i feel it's still picking up and it will do so, but it's still more for the well-heeled consumer. It's more for the well-educated people. And so now, so has this been a problem for Nourish Organics? You know, like, do you feel that, okay, we know this is our market size and we're happy in it? Or do you feel it's slowly and steadily picking up that people are realizing that, hey, we need to go organic? Yeah, I think four or five years back... Uh probably 50% of my friends would say, listen, we don't want to eat this healthy stuff. Okay, do you have anything unhealthy in your kitchen, you know? And, and now that has completely changed. I mean, I know that some of my friends who used to cringe at the word healthy are now, their kitchens have changed. They have started making things and they're totally consuming nourish organic stuff and uh, they are appreciating it. And and really, this COVID uh, has really uh, brought home the point that it's really what we are, what we eat, you know. We really need to be kinder to the earth. We really need to be kinder to ourselves. And we need to uh, treat everything with respect. And it's, uh, you know, when you're not, uh, you know, putting pesticides and uh, artificial stuff into your body through food, you are respecting your body, you are respecting your system, you know. So uh, I think um, 
you know covid has definitely driven this point home much more absolutely absolutely i think now it's not about it's about people have realized they need to consistently have a healthy mind healthy being to be able to have better uh, ability to grapple with diseases like covid and viruses because these will keep happening to us now absolutely i hope not but uh, yes that's a reality that we are facing right now so that means you know it people you use the word right people used to cringe on wanting to eat healthy it was seen as hey you know you're always eating healthy and you had to compromise a lot you know a couple of years ago in india when you wanted to eat healthy but not now not so much because of uh, companies like nourish organics and all it's easily accessible it's everywhere and it's yummy like i said it's genuinely yummy food so you don't need to compromise nourish organics ima obviously falls under the fmcg space right the fast moving consumer goods um you know we obviously we're talking about the fact that hey covid is wanting me to eat better eat healthy but definitely this sector would have been hit right by covid like any other sector right so i was reading this article which said that in late 2019 like december there was a food price inflation like one of the highest ever in india in 6 years right so that means um, you know everything was costing too much because possibly you know due to a lot of crop damages or unseasonal rains there weren't a lot of people producing so because of that there's been a massive hit in the fmcg sector but how is this going to now translate to this covid time like is it that uh, because of this you need to increase your prices more like you are seeing floods in assam you know the tea prices have actually surged up the most in india ever because of the floods in assam so how are your ingredients being sourced like are you you know what is right now the supply chain that because you can't produce an amazing nourish organics bar till the time all your ingredients are safely reaching to you so how is this going to affect during covid so firstly as we are buying from vendors different vendors and uh, we do have uh, we had a lot of stocks with us of raw materials we were we had a uh, like a good enough inventory so we never stopped producing you know i uh, even during the lockdown we had some of our we we made provision for a lot of our workers to stay within the factory and and keep producing the the goods and um, our raw materials uh, will get affected the the impact will slowly start coming uh, but having said that uh any company any fmcg company which is cash strapped right now uh they are going to find it very challenging to survive in this market you know and uh we are very uh, we are lucky that we are we are um, uh, we are okay where cash is concerned and we we should be able to tide over this time in a very healthy manner and uh, our sales are really picking up and uh uh and our um, i'm not seeing any uh, real problems with our uh, raw material as well so so we are we are doing all right we're doing all right having said that uh, uh you know competition you know maybe from some some places has gone down but a lot of people have started making granolas at home and cookies at home and you know uh in my in my colony itself there are at least uh, six bakers who have suddenly 
propped up and right. you know yeah. so somebody actually I don't think my father will want me to say this but he's a newbie baker in my house my father has <laughs> been making oats cake and granolas and I don't know what all he keeps doing oh nice lucky you guys so as a consumer that means Seema I should be fine right I should have access to products like this and I shouldn't see a very high increase in price because of the ingredient price increase no I don't think so and uh, we are launching some new products soon and uh, I think we are we are sticking with the prices okay and yeah I saw like there was an immunity booster bundle as well like so you know it is uh, you know talk of the town and I think it's amazing to be able to uh, you know expand as well and create new products for people like us who really need it at this time yeah and these are these are products that we always had like the amla bar and the chia turmeric cookie uh, you know, so these are these are things which are genuinely good for us. You know, it's great to have turmeric as much as you can. It's great to have amla because it's so rich in vitamin C. And the those are the things. So we we just Nikita had this idea of putting it all together as an immunity. Uh, you know, booster. I think, yeah, it was a great idea because that's the first thing I see. And, and you know, it works for me, right? It. I know that this time, there is a time that we're all facing where I need to be better in my eating habits. So it's just, it's just really good to know that brands actually, you know, realize what the need of the hour is and try and uh, give it, give that back to the consumer. I now wanted to take the end of the podcast towards a little different direction, Seema. Like, you know, when I went on the website, right, Nourish Organics is, is like your third baby, right? It's 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 your voice, it's your name, you're, you're a fantastic health blogger. There's so much happening in Nourish Organics. It's not your typical nine to five job, right? And in, especially in the Indian society, when it comes to Indian businesswomen, this question is always asked, right? How do you manage your time? And I honestly, I always cringe at this question because I feel if, if you want to do it the way you want, you should, right? If you want to have a healthy breakfast with your family in the morning, do that. But if you want to work late at night, you should do that. So do you feel that this has created like any sort of problems for you or hindrance? Or do you feel like, you know, it is just the lay of the land for you that it comes so naturally to you? And why do people even need to question this about women uh, business owners? Uh, I, I kind of agree with that last point of yours. Because A, my children are, uh, you know, adults now, you know, both of them. And Nikita is handling, uh, you know, the entire marketing of Nourish Organic. And, uh, you know, when you're passionate about something, then it doesn't feel like work. And uh, I, the only thing that I am, uh, you know, which I, uh, you know, run away from is numbers and, you know, the financial matters. So... COVID is a great time for me to learn about uh, finances. So me, I've enrolled in a, you know, financial class where I'm learning about, uh, you know, balance sheets and, and looking at profitability and things like that. Because sometimes when you're very passionate about something, you miss out on the business aspects of things, you know. For me, it's the product. It's all about the product. It's all about ingredient. It's all about the people who are working for me because... That I'm a very people's person. I've always worked in the CSR uh, of the previous companies. And uh, so for me, uh, you know, that connect is really important. You know, I know all the people who work for us. I know their children, you know, so I connect a lot uh, at a very deep level with all of them. So uh, that's the maybe the softer side of me and the financial side of me is 
is uh, actually getting born during this covid time and i and i, <laughs> I want to run it uh, more smartly um, you know because uh, i i don't think as a woman uh, uh, i can give myself this excuse that uh, it's okay to just have a soft side and uh, i think everything is a skill and we can learn uh, so there's nothing that a woman can't do you know or a man can't do you know yeah i think that's going to be the highlight of this episode you're right everything is a skill nobody is taught anything like i'm a corporate lawyer by profession but i taught myself you know once you learn to do it you can you can do it so you don't need to be reliant or dependent on someone and like you said you you know ground up made this your business and it's up to you to see how much time you want to give it or how much time you shouldn't want to give it but that's a personal you know opinion nobody asks a man on how are they managing their time so why should you ask a woman that and and you know uh, way back in 2008 i was um, the chairperson of young fikki ladies organization and somebody asked me this question that uh, and my and my children were younger that time and that how do you manage your time between you know staying fit i i i lay a lot of stress on my exercise routine and my running and my trekking and other things so i said everything is i'm constantly juggling and uh, i i just try to be a good juggler and every now and then one ball slips away and then i just go back to it and then i start juggling again so it's that's the way life is you know who said it's easy and who wants it to be easy you know it's it's a it's a game we all need to learn to how to play well no i think thank you so much like that's so such a positive way for you know even me as a woman founder to you know hear these words of sort of encouragement for our society because you know it is it is still a little patriarchal obviously our society there is strong gender inequality not just in india world over right in businesses so it's very strong to uh, you know it's a need of the hour to understand and that hey let us do what we want to without getting questioned each time <laughs> and and let the questions come it's no big deal you know if you are true to what you are doing and if you believe in what you are doing let the questions come the people who are questioning will stop eventually you know because <laughs> yeah i think like you said the proof of the product absolutely just go for it any any last thoughts for our listeners here today seema i think this has been a very very uh, thought provoking interesting conversation from sort of understanding the background of narish organics your personal story to it to you know how organic farming is picking up in india what are the states and what the government is also doing to ensure you know if we can have everything organic why shouldn't we you know it is better food at the end of the day it's healthier for you it's better for your lifestyle and everything so i think we've we've seen so much through it and you know on how narish organics is still picking up during covid which is so fantastic to see so any last thoughts for our listeners you know one of your questions uh, in your email was regarding the investors and the vcs and all and uh, uh, a vc never looks at uh, you know whether you're a male or it's a male or a female you know they look at the the founder's passion and uh, and uh, you know how much are they driven towards it you know and are they are they are they fully committed to it and uh, you know and that is what they look at so so gender bias is uh, is is something that should be non existent and is becoming uh, you know uh, you know non existent eventually 
and we can if we if we give ourselves that excuse and don't work then then that's a that's a serious problem so i think yes agreed i think i definitely see a book here from you seema for all us female founders i think it needs to happen thank you so much for giving us your time today on the dialogue now podcast i think it was a privilege and an honor to be able to speak with you and uh, being able to understand your back story so thank you so much narish organics has helped me uh, in many hunger pangs on long flights and uh, you know long uh, car rides so thank you so much I am absolutely smiling from ear to ear hearing all this so thank you so much Divya thank you Seema thank you for tuning in in today's episode i hope you enjoyed it this is Divya from dialogue room don't forget our podcasts are also available on spotify geo savan hubhopper apple and google podcasts just type dialogue room and follow us thanks